What's happening, people? I'm back. It's the Solar Kid. It's the Other Side of the Sun podcast. I got my man Dust, Dustin, direct Universal Sound Technique, all the way from Oakland, representing South Africa. Away from day yeah. one. Yes, yes. Away. What you say, my brother? Ah, oh, man, I'm doing great, my brother. You know, it's maintaining during these uh, beautiful, chaotic times. Jeez, and um. Just blessed, man. Just counting my blessings daily, bro. And uh, yeah. just keeping things moving. No, I checked yeah. you. I seen, I seen How you. How you doing? I'm good, bro. I seen you. you. You're training. You're trying to keep the mind focused. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all you can really do in these times, bro. But I think for us artists, like, we used to this shit, right? <laughs> Lockdown and, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We're in the studio. Yeah, like, uh, I de- exactly. Exactly. I feel like some of us didn't really have to uh, adapt as much as 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 uh, people might think, you know. Mm. And yeah, and had that whole mindset of uh, just actually being focused, like you say, and um, being locked down in the studio and uh, getting out there and uh, keeping your mind fresh so that everything else can be fresh. and. Um, you know, the rest will follow. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Definitely health is wealth and, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of motivation and inspiration. So, so and there's a lot, a lot so, to talk uh, about. Dustin is a rapper. Am I right? MC? Yeah, nah. Um, MC, lyricist. lyricist. <laughs> been doing it for a while still. Man's dropped bare albums. Um, do you know what I mean? I remember I've been following you for a while. Just kind of seeing what you're up to. Always uh, holding the SA flag high, repping out there in the States. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for recognizing that, brother. Of course, bro. I mean, I'm in the same you know, boat. You know what I mean? We're, ex- we, we're expats now. Well, we're, part, yeah. we're part of the diaspora now. You know what I mean? We grew up in SA and then, you know what I mean? Now integrated into the, the African diaspora, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know you said it right, man. Um, I see you doing the same thing too. So like... Uh, I see in your studio, you got the flag there, man. You got a beautiful <laughs> studio, by the way, brother. I love that Thank studio. You, yeah, but I feel like that's important, you know, um, whether or not, like, a lot of people back home see it or not, but, like, always waving that flag and, and um, you, you know, like you say, expanding the diaspora and, and we're global now and it's, like, mm-hmm. on so many levels. But uh, we always um, represent from where we where we come from you know i think it's i think it's weird it's weird for people back home because like my boy from back home he was like bro, how much flags do you have in your room is it is that isn't that the best? Yeah, it's like, that's a bit much <laughs> because they obviously there but for us like i mean i've i've been in london now like almost what, since 2005 so like 15 years so like i've basically like for me i'm i feel like I feel like a Londoner, you know what I mean? I, I, I basically grew yeah, up. Yeah, it, it, you, you, yeah, you've been, you've been there for as long as you've been in the SA. Yeah, pretty much and almost. So or if not long. Well, not longer, but like, yeah, like not long, yeah. But when did you go? Yeah, when did you go to the States? I've been here like 20 years now. So how old were you when you moved over? Like, I came here. First, I came to visit when I was like, I was like 16. Cause my, cause my pops moved to New York mm-hmm. years before me, you know, and uh, my pops moved to New York. He's a drummer, you know, and and he moved to New York 
he had a lot of music stuff going on, but like I followed to to go visit and then I loved it. And then I went back. I went back after I went to New York. I was living in Brooklyn and I went back to Josie, went back to Joburg. And I was like, you know what? I think, and my dad told me, you can just come stay out here if you want anytime. And then I was like, man, I went back home and I, that's when I decided like, I want to go live out there for, I never thought I was going to stay out here like forever. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me. <laughs> yeah. So, so like that was, that was, um, when I first came here, man, I, and I was like 16 and then I, like I said, I went back and then I came back and then, um, yeah, I, I think I've been living here like ever since like, I'll say 17, 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like just on your dad for a bit, man, his uh, band was like, I mean, my mother tells me about like your dad, Tana. Tananas, back in the day, you know, playing in the Boss Mountain oh, yeah. and like ripping it up there and like everyone going to the dances and they used to kill it, man. Oh, man, I remember those days, man. Kippies, the bass line. Mm. Uh, man, uh, yeah, that, those were the days, man. I, um, yeah, those guys, three guys. My pops, Ian Herman, uh, uh, Steve Newman on uh, uh, acoustic guitar. This, that guy is one of the greatest guitar players I've ever, ever, ever heard. Uh, is he still in SA? Or is he over? Yeah, I, I believe he lives in Cape Town, I believe. Or like somewhere Cape Town. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know exactly. Uh, but uh, last I checked, yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, and then Jito Baloy from Mozambique. And, and, and like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, Jito, he got, um, he lost his life, you know, in, in, uh, in Joburg. I forget what the year was. It, it's been a while. Uh, I want to say like, I was probably like, I was probably like 20, 23 or something when that happened. But, uh, he was in Josie. Uh, he got like, he got shot uh, in his car in Josie. Right. And, um, so that kind of like when Tananas kind of, I guess, stopped like, um, being Tananas, I guess, mm. you know, it's hard, it's hard to do it with different people when there's so many, like, you like when it's a unique sound. Yeah. When you, you, can't, vibe, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. When you have that vibe and that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but now, nah, but they were definitely uh, groundbreaking, just a, just a trio. And it was like, what, like people would uh, call it like Afro. I remember what, like Afro jazz, but you know, it, but it was its, its own wave though. Like you can hear it on Spotify, just putting Tananas. It's just crazy. Yeah, no, I still listen to it. I mean, I, I go back and I remember my dad had records, like 12 inches and stuff like that. And I mean, like, there was a time where I was collecting all my uncle's records and stuff like, and just kind of, you know, when there was a time when everyone kind of moved over to CD and cassette. And then I was, I, I bought, like, everyone was into DJing. And so I bought turntables and then I started going like house to house. Just collecting everyone's old records, stylistics, Commodore, Stevie Wonder, the works, you know, <laughs> just like, and then Tananas was in there. I had some other South African stuff like uh, Brenda Fassi, like Amapondo, like I had gang of those, like, you know. So I was schooling myself, you know. Yeah. With, um, like listening to those records and stuff, man. Prophets of the City, I had even in there. Yeah, Prophets of the City, I remember having that tape. That was one of my first, like, Man, prophets of the city—they don't get in, they don't even get nearly enough respect and uh, recognition that they deserve. They were like, they were the first, bro, like the first and so ahead of their time. Like, like 
they were so ahead of their time, man, that it was like they were banned. You know what I mean? They were, they were, they were to some places they couldn't go because they were considered dangerous or they were considered, you know, too much fight the power back then. Bro, and, uh, they also they 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 they, yeah. had, they they carried all the elements of hip hop. They had the DJs, they had the graph, the tag artists, they had the the, the b boys. I mean, like I remember Bossman yeah. Primary when I was about, I must have been 10 years old or something. And they came to the school, bro. And they were like showcasing this hip hop culture thing. And I was like, yo, what is that? And I'm, I mean, I'm talking now like <laughs> 90, 1990. I mean, so that was like in alignment with what was going on in New York and stuff. You know what I mean? Like 1992 or something, you know? So they were doing their shit from time, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, I got uh, some cool memories of of uh, being in Joburg, just riding around, going crazy with um, Ramon. He was in uh, POT. Yes, and Ramon was like one of the crazy boys that, like, he's like he was just so original with all his dance moves back then, like, and probably even now. And um, he met Ishmael, and Ishmael was I don't know if you remember him. He was singing yeah. there, and uh. He, he also had a, a group called Scheme Favas J. Yeah, of course, Scheme, bro. Ishmael, yeah. I don't forget that, bro. Of course, like, man. Oh, yeah, I got fond memories of those guys, man, and uh, DJ Ready D. Of course, the, the, the legend. Man. You know uh, what I mean? Still doing it, bro. Yeah, so, man, salute. Salute. Salute I to POC, man. I see Emil. Um, Emil, I think he's in the States now. I don't know if I saw something on Instagram. I think he's in California, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. Africans need to uh, come together, unite. We, we all we all over the place. Sometimes I wish we can just come together. Speaking you know, about that, just just saying that because, uh, that come together, bro. So like in this podcast, I've been mentioning a lot of times because I've been speaking to a lot of people about like what we are. Like so, <laughs> people in the world, you know, colored people in South Africa are this mixed race people that have been mixed over like three, four hundred years of the slaves, the slaves, the African people and the colonizers, the Dutch, Portuguese, German, whatever, and the slaves they took from the East, the Indians, the Malays, whatever. And the government put us in this group and they call us colored. So like, that's what we are. But when we come here now, like being like for me in England, I've been I've been integrated into the diaspora, so I'm African now. You know what I mean, and I just fall into this category. Is it this? Was it the same for you? Like, have you tried explaining to people over there? Well, what do they think of this color thing? Like over there, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, you know, I even remember like when I first came to uh, to New York, right? People would think I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Or, 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 or like you know, like. But you know, like you don't Mulatto. talk Spanish, like Mulatto. yeah, like <laughs> oh, and so like, and then uh, I definitely always have to explain it, like as far as not always, not always. Some people, I don't know. Some people they just like ahead of some people. But when I came, I think what was eye opening for me was when I got my green card, right? Like at first, and so they were. I I, I wrote down colored like. When they ask what's your what's your, uh, your your race your nationality, like um, this dude was like he was like, uh, and he was an African American guy. He was like, brother, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, we don't use that word. We, we don't <laughs> use that word. You know, colored 
he was like, brother, who, why do you still use that word? I was like, man, I'm from South Africa. That's what they've been calling me since I was born. And so uh, he was like, no, no. He was like, brother, you black. You black now. He's yeah. like, you don't use that word. And he was like, don't ever use that word. He was like, don't ever say that word. Yeah. So I was like, wow. I, I, I didn't mean, like, I was like, that word actually adds a lot of deep history and a lot of stuff that it comes with, you know? And um, I, I feel like um, just the history of colored people, man, there's so much oppression. And people don't know that there were so many colored people involved in um, the fight against apartheid and, and, and all of that, you know, who are, who are also locked up on Robben Island. Yeah, people bro. don't know a lot of Encanto SCs where all the people who were labeled terrorists back then because, you know, like, um, just, just how things were back then. But, um, yeah, I, I actually don't like explaining it all the time, to be honest with you, to people mm. like, uh, like sometimes I actually just like, you see me as whatever you want to see me, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of where I'm at, I'm at now. Cause I mean, I've been told a few times, like when I said that, that people were like, no, you don't say that, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're like, no, you don't say that you're black, but like. I, I, I can identify like that, but people see you the way they want to see you. Like people have told me I look Brazilian, Algerian, French, Mongolian, bro, everything you can think of under the sun. You know what I mean? Like, so I just take whatever I get. Like, I don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? But there are times when you need to kind of explain and like. Light skin it, brother. You know what I mean? You know, that, that's, that's another thing that people tell me out here in, in the States. You know, it's, it's more like you, you just light skin it. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're light skinned, you know, uh, just, um, you know, that that's what it is, bro. You, you know what I mean? You, you like, uh, bro, people would be like, you look like Clay Thompson. They'll say that to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Steph Curry. Steph Curry, bro. <laughs> you, 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 like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I've definitely gone through this, not now, but when I was younger, it was like if I wasn't around colored people, but I was around and I always had <clears throat> my circle was always just everyone. Even yeah. during the days of apartheid, like I was yeah. like my dad and my mom and him did a great job without making me feel like it was apartheid because our house was always everyone. You know what I mean? It's weird. But, um, we share that. We share that in common because my mom and dad were exactly the same, you know. My father yeah. was a social worker, used to work in Soweto and stuff. And like, you know, I mean, they never ever made me see like color in that sense. Whereas some of your uncles will be like, you know, like, yo, what, what the fuck are you saying, bro? These are like, you know. Yeah. So, but, um, but, uh, what were we, what, what were we saying again, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I was we were just talking about, yeah, we were just talking about just the whole color thing. And the reason is because it, I mean, it opens so many different cans of worms, bro, because, mm -hmm. Um, there's a, I think as South Africans, we all got PTSD with, in some, some way, some, some, some somehow just, Majorly. just because of like, how we, you know, we grew up with things going on that we like be like when you in it, when you in it and you see from the outside, you just in it, mm. you know, is how it, that's, that's the lessons I learned, uh, uh, you know, just growing up, and um, yeah, I was just gonna say like there was times when I definitely had the feelings of like 
you're not, I wasn't white enough. I wasn't quite black enough. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so, so when I actually like just dig into the history, I feel like colored people, when it came to apartheid and when it came to controlling, controlling the masses, colored people were stripped of a lot of, a lot of dignity. You know what I mean? Like this, they made sure we learned Afrikaans in schools. They made sure, you know what I mean? That the languages we learned outside of our <clears throat> environments were, were like limited in schools. You know what I mean? So when I look back at it, it's like... Yep. And yet there's so much, bro. There's like now, like now they're finding out these things. Like a lot of people are like doing research into things. So like even stuff like you say, Afrikaans, that is a colored language. I mean, not maybe not specifically... Yeah, because it was originated in the Cape by the non-white people in order to communicate with the Dutch who came there. So it wasn't actually the Dutch people who made this thing. They they were the ones who changed it in afterwards and said, this is our language. You know what I mean? Whereas this language was actually formed, it's more like it's more like a Creole, you know, rather than an actual, you know, um, so it's of Dutch origin, but you've got Koi San, Koi words, not Koi San, Koi and San words. Yeah, we say now, we say Kwai. You know what I mean? Those words come from the Koi. You know what I mean? Like so, there's lots in our history that have been erased and literally taken away from us and stripped. Like you say, the same the way they did with um, Black Americans and with everyone else is when you take someone's history away, you take who they are away, and they don't know who the who, who you are. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. And it's funny because even back home, some people say we don't we don't use the word colored anymore. Like mm. that's how. Oh, that's where we have, that's where we at now. You know what I mean? And, um, and some people are like, no, we like, like they'll, people will remind me quickly. You colored, mm. you know what I mean? Or, 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 or say that word, you know, or, or, or say that like in the conversation, like so Dustin has a colored guy, like, you know what I mean? So as a colored guy, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> but you know what, you know, what I like, uh, not what I like, I mean, like, what I, I like, I really liked when I came to London was that I made more friends now that see me as Keenan and not this bushy guy from Bosmont or whatever or this color. Because in South Africa, we, we pigeonhole immediately once, and especially because our accent is so like apparent, you know what I mean? If a white person sees you black, they know you colored straight away when you start speaking, you know what I mean? Did you ever change your accent? Did you ever like, 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 just for like, just, just to avoid, like, cause for me, man, that whole conversation of where you from all the time. Hey, where you from? Hey, where you from? Oh, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So I've got like a so, universal, I've got a universal accent that I use. And like, I've, I, I, I've uh, incorporated London slang into my, because I like, I grew up, like, not grew up, but I grew up with kind of mandem in the streets. So Jamaican people of Jamaican Orange, Jamaican British. So I kind of got that kind of patois kind of speech going. Yeah, but then, then, you know what I mean? But people yeah, who know me know me will know that I'm South African. Like, but like I, I kind of chameleon my way around certain times just to avoid yeah, that. Thing, bro. Yeah, no, we definitely, definitely. I agree. I'm the same way in that aspect for sure. So yeah, just for to sure. not go on about the color thing forever, man. Tell me something about, um. so you, yeah. how long you been in Oakland? I've been in Oakland for about 15 years. Okay, now the reason I'm asking is because, so, weed was made legal there in, was it 2009? Um, man, good question. 
But anyway, you've seen the transition from illegal to legal. Did we get long already? Yeah, bro. It's been like, it's been like 11 years? I don't know, maybe about five, six years or something. But like, I know, bro, like, I watch American shit and you see like how commercialized weed culture is now, like in terms of what you can buy and do. So what, what was that like? I mean, you saw from probably hooking up with your man on the street, buying a fucking draw or something to like now where it's like you just go to the thing and you're like, yo, can I have my pack of blunts or something? Because <laughs> I see you showing your stuff like, yo, I just been to the dispensary. I got hey. my... <laughs> like, yo. Hey, you know, definitely, man. Um, I have many friends who, who, who uh, you know, are professional growers. Shout out to all the farmers out there, all the all the growers out there serving the world of medicinals. You know, it's a lot of hard work. I've seen it firsthand. Um, you know, I've done it myself. I love the work, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, as you know, it's a booming business. Mm. It's a booming business. You know, um, I definitely have been blessed to experience many dispensaries. The first time I ever experienced a dispensary was in fucking Holland, bro. Yeah. Oh, you went in Amsterdam, yeah? In Amsterdam. And uh, that was years ago, though, right? I mean, that already, that's the crazy thing. when you. And then when I went there, I was like, wow, man, imagine this. And then, yeah, it happened. And, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of good in it. There's a lot of stuff I don't like also. But, I mean, that's like any, 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 anything that becomes commercialized and... Mm-hmm the business and like just the people, a lot of different people in it, you know, it's a, it's a thing that, um, it's very, uh, so what was it like just say, from that, like cops harassing you for smoking weed. And then all of a sudden it's like, now it's free. Like, was it like, did you have, before it was legal, were you like hooking up with people to buy shit? And before, it, yeah, before it was legal, either you knew people who, who, who needed help working and, and, and you worked with them. Like if 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 your if your homie was a farmer and he needed help trimming weed, and you and you and he's like, hey bro, I need some help. You wanna you wanna you wanna make some money. You wanna you wanna get some weed. You know what I mean? Boom 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 boom. Next thing you know, yo, I need help growing this weed. Then you then you're growing the weed. So that's always the kind of cat I was because I, I I was always just uh, hands on, <laughs> hands on, hands hands on. You know, and so. Um, and I figured, you know, even in the Bible, it says something about, I don't know what, 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 um, verse, what Psalm, but I know it says where God shall bestow a a plant on earth where nobody shall starve. You know what I mean? Mm. Go broke. It's a, it's a plant that will, uh, and when you look at this plant, man, it's just, um, amazing to me, all the, all the benefits it gives people. So I feel like. The cops, they still trip on you sometimes, though. Yeah? No. In what way? Because, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not legal on the federal level. You know what I mean? So how does that so work? Like, like? That works like, like, don't, like, if you're in front of an airport or you, like, in front of a, 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 a this, uh, there's, like, places that are, like, considered, like, federal government-owned places. You know what I mean? Like, airports, certain schools, certain, certain, certain places, but... So it it is legal, but it's but but the but trust me, it, the, the the I feel like 
now that it's legal, the underground market's even bigger now. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought not that. everybody, not everybody in the game has like a a license and a permit to to do what they want to do because it costs money. The overhead is crazy. The government is taxing. You know how much money the government is making from this. Even during COVID nineteen, everything was shut down, but the dispensaries remained open, bro. That that what? was like essential. Essential, yeah. So what, like, what you could order, it, like, <laughs> get like fucking delivered and shit. Everything, bro. What? It was essential. <laughs> That's mad, bro. That is mad. Over here, you know how bad it is, bro. Like, if you the cops are crazy here in England, it's like, nah, man. Everyone smokes. So many people smoke weed over here, but it's still such a taboo. It's still they still demonize it in the news. It's still like. Wow, man. Yeah, it's mad, that, bro. That's how it used to be in South Africa. I think it's legal in South Africa now, isn't it? Well, it's it's not legal. I think you like you allowed to like grow like your own, and you can smoke in your yard. And um, so yeah, it's 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 a growing business, man. It's a growing industry. Like yeah, definitely. Because I know my boys back. I don't know if you know Lee Ryan or whatever. He was yeah. showing me. Yeah, he was showing me his um. <laughs> his well, he's in the business. I don't know if he's, he's he's in the healing. He's like he's busy making. I don't know what he's making, like medicines and stuff. But you are doing Ryan. medicines. What's up, bro? <laughs> Shout What's out, up, brother. <laughs> so he's making medicines. But then the 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 WhatsApp video he sent me was like of a mbaula, yeah. Was like, and he's just throwing like big branches in there, and he's like, "Good morning. This is my morning." <laughs> like just big, big branches. Fuck it, just like. <laughs> it's like this is my morning uh, wake and bake like, I'm like bro. wow so, yeah. man that's dope yeah that is dope I never yeah, it's, still, it's still so bad over here man only like um, Barcelona uh, like in Spain and Portugal it's kind of you know okay there like you can, you can go Barcelona and they have these coffee shops why, so why don't people like I don't know isn't, aren't there like laws or like petitions or like you know like things to like or like movements or like because I mean there's there no like more. like governors or, or or people like in the what is it parliament what are they having yeah parliament, parliament parliament yeah so say like out of two hundred people in parliament you have one person campaigning for weed basically you know what I'm <laughs> and uh, oh yeah no they've um they've legalized yeah. CBD so they've legalized CBD so that's legal now they've they've started like um CBD shops have opened up. Or like literally, obviously that's non-psychoactive. So it's like just the creams, topical creams, CBD joints, that kind of stuff, teas. So that's actually popping off right now over here. There's actual like shops. So I'm I'm hoping. They need to, uh, all the players in the Premier League need to just say, look, we need weed. <laughs> you know, just like they need to be like the NBA, you know. They need to be like the NBA where like players like start taking matters into their own hands where it's like, because I know they want to. Yeah, I'm sure they do, bro. I'm sure they I'm do. Sure there's a, I, I mean, when you were, I mean, I'm not saying, maybe soccer's different, you know, when you're smoking, it's another story, but I mean, there's so many different ways to use it. You but can I, have it in an edible. Yeah, you that's what I'm saying. Because like, I've you can, heard, you can, with those guys in the NFL, they were saying that it's so much better to use cannabis than opiates oh. because before like you know they they oh. they commodities those players they high profile they get paid loads of money so whoever like sponsors them they're giving them these fucking drugs to make sure they recover quickly and they were saying like all these big like ex-pro footballers were like nah it's better to just 
smoke a joint, man, you know, or like just take an edible or something. It, it helps with the pain so much more than like these fucking opiates and shit that they were giving them, you know? Exactly. And not only that, those, those, those um, pharmaceuticals, they like, um, they have those side effects, you know side what I mean? Side effects, yeah. It's like they're killing you, man. Some dudes are going into some deep depression, some, some yeah. commit suicide. Like, so, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to me, you know. You know how Europeans are, bro. They act very conservative. You know what I mean? They just like right though, because when I was in Europe, though, everyone was smoking. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, and this was like this was this was like I was like um, how old was I? Nineteen? Yeah. I don't know. I was like nineteen, twenty out there with Zion. I shout out, shout out Zion. I yeah, and uh, we were on tour out there. And like European tour, and I'm in London. People were giving me bags of weed. It wasn't the best weed, <laughs> but like I remember, <laughs> I remember having abundance of weed. Yeah. And, and, and so people be smoking it out there. I don't know other, but like the cops out there seem way more chill than cops anywhere else. Yeah, they are kind of like, like when it comes to weed, they're kind of okay. Yeah, you can kind of get away with stuff. But now it's weird. I don't know. It's like they they. What the cops out there? Cops out there don't even, they don't even carry guns. So if a cop comes to you, like, hey, put that, <laughs> put that, put that out. <laughs> so I try and ex- I try and explain to people like um what what it was like when I was a kid in South Africa, bro, and you get stopped by the cops and shit like that, bro, like. People don't, they don't understand. Like over here, people will go up to a policeman and like ask them for directions and stuff like that. I was like, no, nah, man, bro. Those, remember the Buddha, like proper Buddha that you get shaked down man. or whatever, like you're joking. That's, that's, yeah, if you had weed man. back then in South Africa, if you had weed, it was like you had fucking like crack cocaine. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it in the was States like it's it was the same, man. Huh? I'm sure in the States it's the same, no? Like the cops and that kind of stuff. They must be heavy, like, because they, they carry guns and that. Yeah, the cops, as, as you can see, man, they 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 definitely, yeah, you're definitely on edge when they pull you over. You def- yeah. It's definitely not a good feeling. Definitely not a good feeling. Let's touch on that a bit, man. Tell me about the, um, the, 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 the what was it? I, would, I don't want to call it riots. Were there riots down there? Were there just demonstrations? There was, um, you know, with the, the Black Lives Matter? Yeah, there, there was, you know what I mean? In the beginning, it was it was riots and protests. People were, the whole the whole city downtown was smashed up, like the courthouse. You know what I mean? They tried to, try to set it on fire and shit, mm-hmm. you know? Luckily, these buildings got good sprinkler systems. I think they tried to, like, burn the bank down, the Chase Bank. They broke all the windows through, like, whatever fucking flamethrowers, uh, fireworks and shit, whatever, people like hiding shit, you know? The shit was definitely, um, it was definitely, um, people were like, everything was broken into all the grocery stores. It was, it was definitely a lot of looting and shooting going on, no doubt. But, um, and now fucking crazy times, you know what I mean? And there's so many different angles to look at that shit. And now it's, it's, I can feel it coming back. It's like the party's getting stirred again because I feel like, you know, um, George Floyd, rest in peace. Mm. That that thing that everyone saw, that was like, I feel like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't want to sound negative, but it sounds like it was like, like a fucking like a like a warm up to test the waters, and then the people went crazy. And now there's more there's more people getting shot. Like 
Is it, you know what I mean? The brother that just got shot seven times. You know what I mean? I'm saying, how many, how many of those things probably <laughs> happened before there were iPhones and shit to like actually record these things? Oh. I mean, you don't want to think about Man. the numbers. Like people in the States, bro, like those cops, like, I don't even know if I would, you know, I've always used to think down yeah, my, like, I want to move to California. That's my dream. I like, now nah, I'm like, now nah, England is nice and safe. <laughs> it's nice and safe out here, bro. You know? Yeah. I mean, like England, I mean, what do you guys, I think you guys have like a lot of like street crime, right? Like, like thieves and shit knife, like that. Knife, knife, crime. knife crime, bro. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I, see, I don't know if I'm more scared of a knife or a fucking gun, but, but like, Look, they are, they are, like they are, are look, they are, they are gangsters, yeah, bro. I mean, you, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, the East London gangsters and, like, um, the, the Jamaican diaspora. So, I mean, people coming from Yard, like, Jamaica is, like, South Africa, bro. So, there are some serious people. But generally, I mean, people walk around, what well, girls walk around late at night and, like, you know, stuff, you know. Yeah, it's, you can't do that. You can't do that in Joburg. Sure. No way. It's not in the easy. states, in the states, some places I would you wouldn't place that night or, or, or you know. My mom was here last year. Yeah, bro. My mother was out here staying with us nice, for like six bro. months, and um, she didn't want to take my kids oh. to the park. I was like, "Yo, this is not Joburg. Like, you can go to the park with the kids." And like, she's like, "No, I don't want to go on my own. You know, to the park." I'm like, "Yo, this is not Joburg." <laughs> That's that PTSD, bro. See. You know, when I went back home, bro, man, it's been years now, bro. Um, it's been a while, bro. You know? Um, and um, I couldn't I couldn't help. Everyone else was making me paranoid. Like, they were like, roll the window up. I'm like, it's <laughs> nice weather outside. You know, beauty, I want to smell my, my home, my the air. No, I, I want to like, no, roll the window up. We're going to stop here in this neighborhood at this light. This light is known, you know what I mean? People are going to smash and grab. They're going to hit the window and ta-da-da-da. And, and, like and all this shit, you know, and I... Was this like in 2004, maybe? Was that the last Yeah, time? 2005, 2004. You know why? Because I actually saw you. I'm, I think I, I think we must have even smoked together. 2005. You were with um, Regan, I think. On Top Star Driving, Wait. Top Star Driving, there was a party. Like I don't know what kind of party it was, but you remember on Top Star on the hill there, on like where the <laughs> driving used to be, there was like a uh, a festival or something. I remember meeting you there. And oh, were, I remember that festival. Yeah, that was not. Nah, I went back since then. Oh, so you've been since then, but you still had an afro that time. Yeah, you used to have a young afro that time. <laughs> it's funny, and you know I used to play soccer a lot back then, and the guys were calling me Maxwell. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I was killing them. I was, I was killing them on the soccer field. Bro, I can imagine. I can imagine because that time, like this, the 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 soccer wasn't even like a big. I suppose it was coming up in the states. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't huge in the. It wasn't huge in the states. But they, but I guess you no. Know, in the states, there are like those pockets of people who are who've been doing it their whole life. You know what well, I mean? Mexi I suppose like the South Americans and stuff, they they know football, you know, they know. Yeah. I'm saying there's a big um uh, following nowadays. Oh yeah. Yeah. They serious too. You know what's you know what's fun with game one time San Jose Quakes against Manchester United. And my friend from South Africa, my friend David, he's a Manchester fan and he had Manchester gear on, right? And um his other friend Ben, he's a San Jose Quakes guy. And um, it was um, 
dope atmosphere, but we, we went and sat in the San Jose Quake section. We weren't even caring. It's just a friendly game. And the San Jose Quakes fans, like, few of them came up to us and were like, yo, he can't sit here. He's a, he has Manchester gear on. They were like, they were like trying to punk us. And David's <laughs> from South Africa, too. My what? brother David, he's from, uh, he's from, he's from Durban. And, and, and he was like, what? He was like, move. He was like, you want us to make you move? And David was like, try it, try it. I was like, bro, I was that's how we do in South Africa, you know what I mean? And he's, he, yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, who she never die. He's like, yo. But I mean, um, San Jose, San Jose Quick is, San Jose Quick is a match. Come on, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know, bro. So, I, hey, how's the hooligans out there, though? Um, because I, I feel like that's where they get inspired from. Some of these fans, man, they 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 get inspired from what they what they see. You know what I mean? You know what it is? Like it's like because like, like it's funny. Like, you know what's funny? My grandfather always used to tell me soccer is a a a a, a, a gentleman's sport played by hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like rugby is a a a, a hooligan sport. sport. Yeah, I've heard that analogy. It makes sense. So, like, the hooliganism is more on the TV now. Like, there are still, like, the pockets, but, like, that was more in the 80s and 90s and, like, early, you know, early days. Like, I know people who were in firms and that kind of shit. And, like, the whole firm culture, it's... You still feel tension, though. Like, if you... Like, I wouldn't wear an Arsenal top and go, like, to West Ham or, like, I used, really? in, I used to live in Liverpool and Manchester and I used to feel, you know, like you can't let... Like people are cool, but like it's not as bad as it used to be, but you still you still get that that feeling, you know what I mean, with certain clubs and shit like that. But like the youngsters are... I think the young kids are cr- coming into the fan bases now are a bit more, you know, open-minded and, you know, different in that sense, you know what I mean? So yeah, bro, Damn. just... Um, let's... let's uh, Tell me a bit about your music, man. We haven't even touched on your 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 music, bro. Like, uh, are you still doing music, or like, what's um, you still recording? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I definitely, I've, I've been focusing a lot of time on the on the uh, cannabis business. You know, I've been I've been focusing a lot of time on that. So definitely been taking a lot of time because it's kind of like a new business venture in my life, I guess. You know, um, and uh, I and I mean, uh, don't get me wrong though, I've been in the studio. Like not as much as I'd like to, but I but I but I've been cooking up, you know what I mean? Um mm. just in a studio the, the other day with my brother Zumbi from uh, Zion and I. And um I've been working on some some stuff, but mainly I've been doing a lot of licensing. Okay. Like um just music licensing, especially during these times, um, as a musician, as a guy who usually does like, you know, live stuff live performances and shows and venues are shut down. So, you know, there's definitely been a few um of those shows, the the uh virtual quarantine shows. <laughs> Online shows, and, yeah, I've done a few of those, yeah. Um so I definitely feel like things have been um a little slow, but like um yeah, definitely in a studio right now, bro. And um so but mainly I've been focused on licensing, like I say. Mm. Video so, games, there commercials, movies. You, you, you already know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, but 
um, soon come, uh, within the next month or so, I would say, I might have a few new videos for some singles that I'm going to put out because I'm not, I'm not, uh, going to be putting out or waiting on, not going to be, but like waiting at this point in time, waiting to put out huge projects. So it's like, I got so many songs right now that, um, I just want to, uh, have visuals for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you'll send me some links and stuff for people to kind of check out your other stuff. And like, I know you put out some albums and I know you got videos out and stuff as well. Definitely. Yeah, I got like, you know, I mean, I guess they are albums because, you know, some people like when I make a mixtape, it's always original beats. So... My finger paint, color to stimulate ya. Rise with nature, pass the lower nature. Rhymes to break you, take ya up to the maker. Away from the pain, we feeling safer. The liberate to rectify the soul. Written in red, green, black, trim it with gold. We've been in woe, and man, we've seen it all before. Got you feeling the fundamentals of flow, toe to toe. How we battle, keep about the shadow. Rock you with a bring up barrage of marshmallow. Yellow, verbs and word curse, snip style mellow. Zion, the lion hearted fellow. Hello, finger paint, you can hold the weight When the mind is great, then the soul create I got parade like I'm water when I change my state Mindscape to the next levitate So your boys you know, make I, the beats and that for you? Or? I get beats from my boys, I get beats from, yeah I, I mean, I have a, always get beats from um, from Amp Live And um, honestly, I get beats from People send me so many beats, it's like <laughs> I don't really get who I'm getting beats from I just go on a vibe yeah, you know what I mean. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really. Um, I'm not really one to look for a certain person at times. Yeah, but uh, definitely. So man, send me some beats, bro. Like, bro, we've on. got we've got we, facts. Though, why, why, why are you listening? I know we these days, though? Why, why, why are you listening to these days? Like, what kind of artists? Good question. Because like? um, we obviously come from like you know the mid '90s, the boom bap, and that. Like, have you? Evolved? Are you still listening to that, or like, do you like any of the new cats, all the young, colorful dreadlock motherfuckers and the auto tune and all of that? <laughs> Definitely, bro. I listen to, I listen to, I listen to everything, bro. I've been listening to a lot of dancehall. I've been listening to a lot of dancehall. You know what I mean? Um, kind of, I kind of gave the uh, the Afro beats a little bit of a break as far as listening, just because I. I don't know. I love, I love it, but it was like shit. I, I guess I, I guess I went through a phase where it was like I was doing it so much. You know what I mean? And I, um, but dude, I've been listening to everything recently as far as hip hop goes. I guess I listened to the new Nas. I just, uh, I just I got that, that album. I haven't, I haven't listened to it actually, but I was gonna check out. I saw his interview on um, Hot ninety seven last week, so I was like reminiscing about old it. Nas. You can't, you know, we love Nas, man. I'm fucking, yeah. yeah. I don't know why people always like to say that reminiscing on you old, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, when I, when I saw his interview, like, it always takes me back to, like, for me, um, oh, for you saying for you, yeah, like, for me, like, Nas oh. is like, and, uh, you know, Illmatic and that kind of stuff, like, it holds a special place in my heart. So, like, whenever I think about, like, it takes me back there. Whenever I see Nas, I'm like, yo, 
Even though I loved all his latest shit as well, like even up into the Lost Tapes and all that shit and Nostradamus and all that other shit. I still love, I mean, I love Nas, bro. He's like one of the illest to ever do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think of any of the new cats? Like you listening to any South African hip hop? Do you know Youngster? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Youngster, Youngster from Kapstadt. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to it. I check it out for sure. Stogie T, uh, Nasty C, who else is it? AKA. I mean, there's a lot of cats. I'm sh- I'm sure I'm not even naming. Man, there's so what many cats. Of, what actually... do you think? What do you think about the the American accents in that? It's funny because a lot of those guys talking more American accent than me. Yeah, you know bro. I mean? and I've been here for fucking like my whole life, and uh, that shit fucking is funny to me, man. Uh, it's funny to me too, like because I'm a hip hop, right? So like, I like I remember when I first heard about AKA. I was, you know, what I'm saying I was kind of like maybe aggressive but i was like let's battle and my and my homie lush one he used to work with um um what's the battle platform called um it's the big one fuck i forget but anyway i was like yo man hook this shit up because this will be big for south africa and then um funny enough that that guy man you know what i mean and me i'm i'm bad with social networking i'll be the first to say i don't give a shit like i i wish i was better at I'm not, I don't fuck with social network as I, much as I shoot as an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but this guy, he blocked me on, he blocked me on like uh, Twitter. He blocked me. He like <laughs> blocked me. And I was like, you? you actually took the time out of your day to, to block me, bro. Like, you? <laughs> I, I was cool. I said, I was, I didn't do anything aggressive. I, to me, that's hip hop. And I remember, man, one time I met, um, I'll never forget this day. I met a big daddy Kane. And this was at like the Rock the Bells, uh, Rock the Bells concert out here in, in um, San Jose, I think it was. And he and like I, I was a young kid, and I was just picking his brain and and just meet. I was like blessed to meet legends who I looked up to as a young kid, like meeting like just all these people, right? KRS One, I think I seen you um, rocking some shit. Man, you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to be a name dropper. Yeah, 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 I get that, I get that. It's just, it's just blessings that in your life, you don't think you're going to cross certain paths with certain, with, with certain people and certain energies. So, but, um, he was like, I was like, yo, what, like, what makes like a dope MC? You know what I mean? I was like, to you, like, I was just ask, just speaking his brain. He was like, to me, it's like, it's like how you can talk about yourself and make it sound dope. Like, like you say how dope you are but it doesn't rub people the wrong way. It's more like a confidence mm-hmm. thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that's where rap, like like the battle rap aspect comes from, you know? And so for me, that's not bad. When if like people are doing it now with the versus shit, you know, you know what I mean? Artists doesn't have to be unhealthy. Artists nah, coming bro. together. You remember back a, in the day, cannabis, cannabis Nas like was one of the biggest battles I fucking. That was some dope shit, man. You remember right. cannabis, cannabis Nas? You mean LL? Cannabis and LL? Oh, yes. No, it wasn't Nas. Yeah, it was Cannabis LL. Oh, shit. Yeah, remember that? I remember that shit, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was LL. That. Oh, yeah, especially because yeah. LL was like more of like the ladies, man, kind of thing. And Cannabis was coming with that hard <laughs> fucking just like, yo. Oh, shit. Yeah. But LL can back though, bro. LL had that shit too, but he had, but, but he had some hard shit too. Yeah, LL, LL can both, back I, it, I don't know. I don't know what happened to to, to cannabis, you know, but uh, yeah, same like Lupe Fiasco, maybe like 
Yeah, they just went a bit too uh, intellectual or something. I don't know. Nah, cannabis. He, I don't. I don't want to speak on speak speak on another man, but you know what I'm saying. I saw his latest his latest battle. I mean, I'm not I'm not huge on the battles. I just think it's dope for hip hop. Mm. And I feel like when someone said they're the best, they're the best artists in like South Africa, for example. Yeah, of course it's gonna make me just my natural. That's a healthy thing. That means like you still you still ready to go. You know what I mean? You still that that's that's just and that's what hip hop is, bro. It's a it's fucking it's like blood sport, man. Yeah, that's what LL was saying. The internet, you had to uh, fucking prove yourself with a mic on stage. You know, you couldn't just be behind the computer, upload some shit, do some shit, whatever the case may be. You had to Man. fucking go and look at people in their face. You know? Mm. Cut from different cloth, but I love the young kids, though. Yeah. I love the young kids' music. A lot, a lot of them, I mean, I feel like I can respect certain artistic integrity when I hear it. Was, you know? Like, um... You know, like, uh, yeah, like the kid, um, uh, triple X, 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 Tentacion. Yes. Yeah. I like um, his shit. I mean, God bless him. He, he, yeah, rest in peace. But yeah. Yeah. Way. And so, but, it, but, but like, was, he grew on me. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when I first, I was like, oh, and then like, that's when I realized like, it's kind of, kind of like, man, this shit, like. Some of these young kids, this shit might sound different to you and hit you differently, but I I can expect. Uh, I mean, I can uh, respect the artistic integrity. Like, a, like a, it's fucking creative. A lot of the shit. Some of the shit's not creative, you know. Yeah, some of it is like regurgitated more. Like, but but the, the creative shit. I get what you're saying. I I completely respect that. Do you um do you know much or have you heard much grime? Some UK London grime. Oh man, it's been a while, bro. It's been a fucking while. It's been a while. I remember I used to hear a lot of it. Like, you know what, what I mean? Kind of what, I guess, Do you know Kano? Uh, you obviously know Skepta. Skepta. Dude, I think wasn't the first one. I think I want to say one of the first dudes, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, he used to do his early shit was Grime. Was uh, Dizzy? Dizzy, uh, Dizzy was probably, well, yeah, like one of the most recognizable. Yeah, like he kind of, yeah, I'd say. Was yeah. <laughs> I still um, like him, bro. Yeah. He just fucked a banger recently, bro. Like him and Chip, man. They still, he's still doing bits, bro. He's a G. He's an OG now. O O G, like fuck. Yeah, and then so like I've definitely like heard the OGs and um, man, there was this other group that they like. They like remind me of like fucking Wu Tang Grime, bro, of, of the UK. I forget their name, man. Um, uh, yes, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, are they from South London? Fuck they you. are. So, so for me, I had to get schooled on this stuff because when I came to UK, I didn't even understand the accent. First of all, like, you know what I mean? It took me a while to get used to the slang and like, you know, the, you know, especially like the the hood slang over here and that kind of stuff, you know, from the ends and that, like, you know what I mean? And then I got schooled in kind of grime and like all the artists, Skinny Man, Skepta, all that kind of stuff. Because back home in SA, we didn't really get much of that. Like we got some of it. Like Dizzy, we got... And then some of the other older guys, but none of that stuff, though. So yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't even think I heard grime when I was in SA, though. I heard grime when so I was so solid in crew. Are you talking about so solid crew? Nah, man, no. Nah. They grime, they, they, they like from the hood. They, these guys, they like, oh damn. Well, so this solid. Is what, when you smoke too much. 
<laughs> when you smoke too much good weed, this shit makes you forget everything. <laughs> oh, well, when you live in a place where it's legal, bro. Shit. Bro, I, I'm telling you, that's the, that's the only downside for me. You know what I mean? I, I'll forget everything. Yo, it's like, man. isn't like, it like hey. 11 o'clock in the morning over there? Like, what's the day? <laughs> like, yeah, now it's probably like, what, 12, 12, 30 or, some, or something? Yeah. Yeah, man, on that note, man, let's um let's wrap it up, bro. If there's any uh final thoughts you want to add, like I'll add all the links to um stuff that you've been doing or whatever, and I'll probably get you back on like maybe later on once you've dropped some stuff. But first of all, thank you so much for coming on, my bro. Like it's you know, it's it's obviously with the time difference and that, but like it's been love. It's it's good to actually connect face to face because I know you like, you know. That's how you deal. I know, brother. Um, anytime. Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro, on your um, on your podcast, man. And um, mm -hmm. I don't know, bro. Every time I see you, you seem like you just seem like the best of uh, spirits and uh, the best environment, bro. So keep keep it up, man, because, you know, it's good seeing my South African brother out there just, um, you know, doing your thing, bro. So um, it, uh, it's definitely inspiring. Uh, same, man. And, um, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, and I know you're a family man too, bro. So, much respect to you, you know, and your and your and your kids and your fro and everything, man. Yeah, I see you, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna come check you out there. One day, I'm gonna come check you out there in Oakland, bro. Oh, for sure, brother. For sure. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Anytime, bro. You got a place, man. Just let me know, bro. Anytime you wanna come down here, brother. Well, my wife is Vietnamese, bro. So, like, LA and them places, she's got family. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> oh, nice. So you mean to say, so you eat the good fur all the time? Yes. Uh, I had uh, some today for lunch. <laughs> uh, see, yeah, that's that. That stuff keeps you healthy. Uh, um, I yeah. got a favorite spot to go to out here in Oakland, man, right where I get some good fur, man. So, um, so good. You eat life. that. You eat that. You eat that at least once a week. You don't get sick, man. No. Nope. Anyway, brother, we talk for hours and hours, and there's a lot more to talk about. So that's good. We'll save that one. For uh for the for the next cast, definitely, you know? bro. And then once again, dust, bro. Direct universal sound technique, all the way from South Africa, living in Oakland, representing. Bap, 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 oh, bap. and you, oh, oh, you, this one I I forgot to tell you. So so I still go by dust D U S T. I don't know why I forgot to tell uh forgot to tell you, but um, because that's what people been knowing me knowing me as for years. So now I'm just gonna go by dust and shop. So, so I kind of like, I kind of like that. Just, uh, oh, is that, is that, um, that matured kind of vibe now? Just dust and shop. Just dust and shop, you know, S-H-A-R-P-E. That's how you, that's how you spell my surname, my last name. Nice. And, um, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's for that. And it's also for, um, everything else. It just sounds sharper. It sounds sharper. And it's and it's, um, easier also when you Google me, you know what I mean? I'll be the first thing that comes up. Just type in. Dustin Sharp, boom, South African MC, all, all of that stuff. D-U-S-T didn't really work good on search engines because it's an acronym, D.U.S.T. But still use it, don't get me wrong, direct universal sound technique and all that. So, but if you like, if you look up my albums on Spotify, for example, type in Dustin Sharp and like Diamonds and Dynamite will come up. Boss of Kings will come up. Those are my two releases that I have right now. And that's on all platforms. So just type in Dustin Sharp on like Spotify or any music search engine if you want to uh, check the music. Cool, and then I'll remind you to just send me the links and I'll put it in the description as well of the video, man. 
So this has been the Other Side of the Sun podcast with my man Dustin Sharp. Peace out, people. Thank yes, you so yeah. much for coming. Blessings. Yeah.